Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Hello, everyone. I'm Sierra. And I'm Ashley. And this is your Weekly Weekly Dose of Wicked. What is up, Weekly Dose of Wicked fam? How's it going? That was loud. Yeah, I know. I was trying to be loud. Okay. Well, then you accomplished the goal. Thank you. That is always my goal, is to be heard. You don't have a problem with that. I'm aware. Anyway, how are you guys doing this week? I hope you guys have been having a wonderful week. We sure have. We have not. I know. I've had a shit week, but it's fine. Those cookies made it better, though. They did. Ashley was so sweet. I was having a bad day today, so she made me chocolate chip cookies, and she brought watermelon wine. Homemade chocolate chip cookies. Mm-hmm. I said you made chocolate chip cookies. Oh, yeah, but I could have just made them out of a container. Ashley doesn't do anything halfway, so she makes them homemade. That is true. So, anyway, uh, what do we got going on? Mm, not much, I don't think. We don't really have much going on. Um, as always, do the things. Um, if you've ever thought to yourself, I wonder what kind of celebrities... Sierra and Ashley, Ashley and Sierra, whatever order you want to say it in, since we dispute it. <laughs> I wonder what kind of celebrities those weekly dose of wicked girls find to be attractive. Do we have a treat for you? Join the Patreon. Go on over to patreon.com forward slash weekly dose of wicked, where you can join one of our four awesome tiers. We have the $3 slightly wicked. We have a $5, a $7, a $10, Extraordinarily Wicked. Any of those tiers will get you access to our most recent Patreon episode, which is The Death of Brittany Murphy, where we go on a wonderful tangent where we talk about all of the celebrities that we find to be extremely attractive. That is true. It's a treat. Head on over. That episode should be live by the time this episode goes live. If Ashley gets it together. If Ashley gets it together. We'll see. So head on over, join up the Patreon, support your girls, and yeah, have some good bonus episodes. Other than that, just do the normal things, y'all. Head on over to Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, like, follow, subscribe, go to YouTube, hit the subscribe button, do all of the things. Go to Apple Podcasts, leave us a little rating and review, all that fun stuff. That's all the things. You're not being very lively today. I'm going to need you. I'm sorry. It's a little late. Yeah, it is a little late. We've been having a long day, and we... We're back to recording at 9 o'clock at night because our husbands, honestly, it's 100% their fault. Yeah. Both of them. 100%. But it's okay. It's going to be a great episode. We're not going to go on them. It's actually going to be a fantastic episode. I'm ready. Uh, so I know last week, Ashley was like, oh, we'll try to keep it later next week. Wrong. It's not later. Of course not. Um, also, I'm going to go ahead and put a trigger warning in here. Oh, this episode does contain children. <laughs> Sorry. It's not focused on the children, though. Okay. So um, it does also contain sexual assault. So if those things are not your jam, we'll see you next week.
two weeks in a row, Sierra, not okay. I will say this episode is worth it to listen to, even if um, you do not enjoy listening to children or sexual assaults, in my opinion. I don't think that anybody enjoys it. No, but I'm saying if those are episodes you would normally skip, this is not one to skip. Okay, well, we'll it. see. It's worth it. I'm telling you. I we'll picked see. it for a reason, and you're going to see why I picked it. Okay. All right. So this episode is going to be on Marianne Backmeyer, is how I'm going to say her name, and that could be completely wrong. Okay. Just going to let you know. This is a German case. Oh, fun. So I am not German. There might be a lot of mispronunciations. If so, I apologize. Oh, well. Have you heard of her? Marianne. I don't think so. Backmeyer. I don't think so. Okay, Marianne Backmeyer was a struggling single mother living in Lübeck, Germany. Again, could be completely wrong. In 1980, she had three children, but had given the older two up for adoption. Marianne had given birth the first time at just 16 and then had her second child at 18. Both children were adopted as infants. Between the birth of Marianne's two older children, she was sexually assaulted but Murderpedia said that the second child was with her then-boyfriend, so it doesn't seem that either of the children were the product of that sexual assault. In 1973, Marianne became pregnant for a third time with her daughter, Anna, and at this time, she was sterilized, making Anna her last child. It doesn't seem that she was forcibly sterilized. It seems like that was a willing thing that she did. She okay. did not want to have any more children, it seems. My mind went immediately too forced. Uh, it's possible. Germany had some weird laws in the 80s. They might okay. still have weird laws, but there were definitely some weird laws in the 80s. Not necessarily laws I disagreed with, just a little weird. Okay. Dun, dun, dun. All right, so. You're not funny. You're the loudest drinker in the world. I tried to be quiet. But you can hear you gulp, gulp, gulp. Like, you're so loud. Let's just take a quick sip of our wines. All right. Okay, sorry. Back to it. Uh, All right, so anyway, it's safe to say, though, that Marianne... Uh, she'd been given a pretty shitty hand of cards in life. Sounds like it. Yes. So, obviously, some of this was her own doing. Uh, but it just seems she was also just a very unlucky lady. Hmm. I mean, you know, she definitely played a part in the getting pregnant three times in such a short span. You know, takes two to tango. She's definitely not blameless, but just seems like she was having a hard time in life. So, Marianne provided for herself and Anna by running a local pub, which is very German, I feel like, running a pub. Yes. All right, so if you don't want to hear about any children things going on, I would just skip the next, like, 30 seconds to a minute. On the morning of May 5th, 1980, Marianne and her 7-year-old daughter Anna had a disagreement. Depending on the source, Marianne either let Anna stay home from school this day as a result of this fight, or Anna skipped school to be disobedient to her mother. It's kind of hit or miss here. I will let you know, research in this case was really hard. A lot of articles were written in German and, like, translated, so there was a lot of, like, conflicting information. Okay. I just did the best I could, given what I could find. If I have any facts wrong, I'm sorry, but it was a a German case, and I don't speak German. Really? No, I don't. I know it's shocking. I barely speak Spanish. You barely speak English. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. That You're was mean. so mean. That was funny, though. It was not funny. You're rude. Anyway, back to what I was saying. Regardless of the situation, whether she was allowed to stay home or she chose to stay home or whatever, um, somehow she ended up in the hands of their 35-year-old neighbor, Klaus. Uh, you think it's Klaus or Klaus? I think it's probably Klaus. Klaus. It doesn't matter. He's a trash bag. But Klaus Grabowski. Klaus was a local butcher and had a past record of child molestation. 
Klaus held Anna captive in his home for hours before ultimately strangling her with a pair of his wife's pantyhose. Oh my gosh. Yes. I cannot find a definitive answer if Klaus assaulted Anna. I think it's safe to assume that he did, uh, but there's conflicting information as to whether or not he sexually assaulted her. Klaus then disposed of Anna's body by putting her in a cardboard box and then leaving it by the canal. Some sources said he dug a shallow grave. Others said he just left the cardboard box by the water. Doesn't really matter because Klaus was arrested that very same day when his wife turned him into the police. Good for her. 100% good for her. And I know you are probably thinking like, this is really early to give the whole case away, right? Right. But there's a lot of information that is going to come from this. Does he molest lots of people? No, that was the only... He's literally arrested right now. That's the end of him. Like, we're done with him, pretty much. Um, And that is why I did not name this case Anna Beckmeyer, because this is more on Marianne. Obviously, it's horrible that Anna was taken at such a young age, but this case mostly focuses on Marianne, not Anna. Okay. Hmm. Okay, so regardless, his wife turned him into police. Fantastic woman. Round of applause for her. Uh, Klaus told the police that he did not assault the girl. And that he didn't actually even want to kill her, but rather he had to. Oh, okay. So he claimed that Anna had tried to blackmail him. How old was she again? Seven. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. He said that she threatened to tell her mom that Claus had molested her unless he would give her money. What does a seven-year-old need with blackmail money? With blackmail money? It definitely sounds like he said black man money. <laughs> no, blackmail. I was like, wow, Ashley, you can't say that on the podcast. <laughs> Klaus was, I don't even think no. he, he was white. I dirty money. What does yeah. she need with dirty money? What does she need with any money? She's seven. Right. Like, okay. I could so. see like, oh, $5. But like, if you're blackmailing someone, you're taking a lot more than $5. Even if not, it's a completely disgusting statement. Yeah. She was seven years old. What seven-year-old is thinking, I could blackmail this grown man? Yeah, none. None. And also, what seven-year-old should even know what molesting is to know to be able to blackmail him? Right. So I don't believe that for one second. No, that sounds like false. False. Sounds like complete bullshit. Yeah. Now, I could see him molesting her and then her saying, I'm going to tell my mom. Right. I can't foresee her saying, like, I'm going to tell my mom unless you give me money. Right. Nobody's going to do that at seven years old. No. So I could see her being molested by him and then saying, I'm going to tell my mom and then him killing her to keep her quiet. Right. I just cannot imagine a scenario where she would make up a story and demand money. Right. I mean, maybe at like 16, but not at seven. Right. Not at seven. It's insane. Yeah. That's crazy. Crazy allegations. I'm sorry, but I don't know. I just feel like to me, it's a complete bullshit story. Yeah. So anyway, um, at this time in Germany, sexual offenders were castrated as a way to prevent them from reoffending. So as I said, they had some weird laws, but not necessarily any that I disagreed with. Yeah. Okay. So Klaus had actually already been castrated in 1976. Oh, so he had already been molesting. Yes. Well, I told you that. Oh, I don't remember that. I literally told you like five lines ago. Their 35-year-old neighbor who had a history of sexual assault. Well, I didn't hear that part. I apologize. Yes. So in 1976, so this is 1980, so four years prior, he was serving a sentence in prison for a prior sexual assault and attempted strangulation of a six-year-old girl. Mm. He underwent hormone therapy in an attempt to control his urges. So he'd already been castrated. He'd already undergone the hormone therapy. So did that six-year-old blackmail him as well? Uh, I did not see that. 
Okay, because not happening. Right. Um, regardless of their attempts, though, this did not save seven-year-old Anna. So, Klaus's trial began... Um, Klaus's trial began, and on March 6, 1981, when the third day of the trial began, Klaus Grabowski was set to make a statement in front of the court. Marianne Beckmeyer entered the courtroom and without hesitation pulled a Beretta M1934 from her coat pocket and opened fire on Klaus Grabowski in the courtroom, hitting Klaus seven times. Hmm. She was immediately taken into custody, and Marianne told Judge Gunther Kroger, I wanted him dead. He killed my daughter. I wanted to shoot him in the face, but I shot him in the back. I hope he's dead. Well, I'm not saying I blame her. It's also alleged that after shooting Klaus, Marianne called him a pig. She's not wrong. So this would become one of the most highly publicized vigilant, vigilant, vigilante. I have a really hard time saying big words because I'm so bad at English. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah, you're an ass. Um, this would become one of the most highly publicized vigilante cases in Germany. The nation was divided. Some supported Marianne's actions, while others thought that she should be punished. So, were Marianne's actions justified? You know, I think that's a hard one. Because, like, was she wrong? No. But is it against the law? Yes. Right. So, as a mother of three, I cannot say that I would not want to do the same thing. Right. Um, now, is that the, the good thing of me to do? Obviously not. I can't say that I wouldn't want to do it, though. Yeah. Right. I mean, I don't necessarily think she was wrong. I just... He had already been convicted. He had already been punished. Didn't learn this lesson. Didn't learn his lesson. He'd been castrated. I think if you're castrating people and they're still sexually assaulting people, that's an issue. Right. He did not learn his lesson. Right. He's clearly a repeat offender. And there are plenty of people on the opposite side of that that think that people can be reformed. Right. We're not going to get political. I'm not going to give my opinion on that. But I think you know where I stand. <laughs> I mean, I think it, it's possible that people could be reformed. I don't think this dude is, obviously. Right. I think it's very unlikely for people to be reformed. But also depends on the crime. Right. As far as, like, this sort of sexual deviant, I do not think that that is something that can be reformed. When you have a need to molest small children, I don't know that I've ever seen anyone come out of that. So... Funny story. Not okay. funny, really. Okay, please tell me the not funny story. It's not funny. It's coincidental. Okay. Not funny. Do you know a sexual deviant? No, but I saw one on TikTok. Okay. Last night, I think. Mm-hmm. And it was this guy. Can't remember his name. Okay. It was He was an old guy. And he was on a talk show, like, like a Nancy Grace type talk show. Mm-hmm. I don't know who the lady was. I don't know who any of the people were in the story, so forgive me. Okay. But um, he was arrested. And served 12 years in prison for molesting 300 children, which is absolutely ridiculous that he only served 12 years. But whatever. Um, He supposedly has been reformed in prison. He is like a Christian now, completely different. And he is like working to like, I don't know the right word. Like he's like talking to people about like what he did to find the people to molest and how other molesters like what to look out for. Okay. Like he's like an activist. So on that same note, I also saw a guy on TikTok who is also a child molester. He's also an activist, but he has very clearly said that he will never be able to be reformed. He is always going to want to hurt children and he hates himself for it, but it's not, he can't help it. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's so, the same guy, but 
I don't know. I just think, I don't know. I mean, it's a touchy subject, obviously, of whether or not people can change. And we're all going to have differing opinions. Right. I personally don't know that I know very many people who are willing to change. I think the thing is you have to want to change. Right. And I just don't feel like a lot of people want to change. They don't see anything wrong with their behavior, so they don't want to change. That's just my opinion, though. So obviously, this is a hot topic in Germany. I mean, everyone was divided. Like, a lot of people thought that what she had done was justified. And then a lot of people were like, you know, like you said, was was it wrong? Doesn't really matter. Doesn't really matter where we stand morally. It was illegal. Therefore, she has to be punished. Right. So, Marianne's trial started on November 2nd, 1982, where she was charged with murder. Uh, Marianne's defense would argue that she was under extreme emotional distress and that she could not be held responsible for her actions, which I agree. She was 100% under extreme emotional distress. Her seven-year-old daughter has been murdered by this 35-year-old man. Right. Uh, So, they claimed that she had had a hard life and that she was mentally unstable. They argued that the crime was not premeditated, but rather just a rash decision to to stop Kloss from once again spreading lies about her daughter. I don't see how you can say it's not premeditated. She snuck a gun into the courtroom. Right. Like, she didn't sneak it in there for any other reason. I mean, was it sneaking in in the 80s, though? Were you not allowed to have guns? I mean, it said that she snuck it in. Okay. Because, like, now you're not allowed to have guns. You're not allowed to have knives. Like, no weapons of any kind. But, like, was it that way in the 80s? I would imagine it was, but I don't know that they had, like, metal detectors to stop you. Right. But also, I don't know what German gun laws are either. I probably should have looked into that. Yeah. Um, I don't think that she legally could carry a handgun anyway. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. Because, I mean, if she was just, like, you know, concealed carrying and or open carrying, whatever, and just had it with her and then just, like, well, was pulled it out. Because she had it in her pocket. Okay, so. whatever. There's actually a video of it. She's oh, like wearing yeah. a trench coat. She's got her hands in her pockets. And all of a sudden, she just like, no hesitation. She's like, like, it's insane. And there's a video. Mm-hmm. That's pretty crazy. Of her in the courtroom, just like emptying that freaking clip into him. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. It is crazy. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I personally don't see how it could not be premeditated. Yeah. But Unless she didn't sneak it in. I mean, what if she just carried a gun on her normally? She did not. You don't know that? That she never carried a gun on her? I do know that. Okay, go ahead. Tell me how. (laughs) Per the facts of the story, I know that she did not carry a gun on her at all times. Um. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So, Marianne claimed that in the days leading up to the trial, she'd been having dreams of her daughter in the courtroom. And when asked to give a handwriting sample, she wrote, I did it for you, Anna, with seven small hearts. That is, believes that she did the seven small hearts because Anna was seven. So, that was just kind of a sad little thing she did. Um... And all of this seemed to be working. Like, everyone was really falling for, you know, like, oh, it was a rash decision. It wasn't premeditated. She was emotionally distressed. That is until Judge Gunther Kroger testified about what he had heard after she shot Klaus, where she had seemed satisfied with shooting him. Uh, so, Maureen ended up, I'm sorry, Maureen. Mary Ann ended up selling her story. That was rude of me. Mary Ann ended up selling her story to Stern Magazine. For 250,000 Duschmarks, I think, as I say that. Duschmarks? Does that sound German? Duschmarks? Does that sound German? Duschmarks. Duschmarks. 
do for tomorrow's evil incorporated i think it's Deutschmarks. that's what i'm thinking okay i like it okay anyway um so i read that at the time that converted to 158,000 us dollars okay Seems to check out. Currently, the, the Deutschmark, it just says the German dollar is what it says now, but <laughs> the German dollar translates over to, I think it was like 56 cents of the US dollar. So, I mean, it's still pretty, pretty close. Okay. Um, adjusted for inflation, that is $494,197.80. That's a lot of money. It is. So, this covered all of her legal fees during the trial, which I'm sure was great for her because, again, she was not wealthy. She ran a pub. She did not have money to be paying attorneys to you know, uh, defend her against murder. Right. Um, as part of these articles, uh, Marianne spoke out about her own sexual assault as a teenager. So during the trial, it was also insinuated that Marianne had actually bought the gun in an attempt to take her own life. So it is actually proven that she bought the gun a week before shooting. Okay. Class. So as I said, she didn't normally carry a gun. Um, and again, I don't know German gun laws, but it kind of seems to me like they have stricter gun laws and that it was illegal for her to even carry a firearm. Okay. I mean, I'm not sure. I could have looked into that, I guess. But it seems like that was the case. Uh, so I think that this made her seem more relatable, not only to the public, but also to the prosecution. As they did after the article came out, they actually requested to reduce her sentence or her charges, I guess, due to uh, extenuating circumstances. So after a four-month trial on March 2nd, 1983, Marianne was sentenced to six years in prison for manslaughter and unlawful possession of a firearm. So that's what I'm saying. It seems like, based off their gun laws, it wasn't legal for her to carry the gun. Right. And that's another reason why I know she did not carry it regularly. Marianne would go on to serve three years before being released from prison. After she was released, she went on to marry, and in 1988, she moved to Nigeria. Her husband was a teacher, and they lived in a German camp where her husband uh, taught at, like, a German school, which I thought was interesting. Mm Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, though, two years later in 1990, uh, the two would divorce and Marianne moved once again, this time to Sicily. She is all over the place. Yeah. I mean, good for her, though. Yeah. Uh, Unfortunately, though, that would not be the end of her bad luck. She was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. Therefore, she had to return to Germany. I guess she didn't have to return to Germany. I think she wanted to return to Germany. Um, On September 7th, 1996, at 46 years old, Marianne's cancer took her life. and She was buried in the same grave as her daughter, Anna. So I think she came back to Germany so that she could be married with her daughter. That broke my heart. I know. That's really sad. I mean, sad, but it's also really sweet. Right. That she came home to be with her daughter. Mm Mm-hmm. So just some other facts that, I don't know, didn't really fit in here. And I also was like kind of found them in random places, but I just wanted to share with them. Um, I mean, before I go into this, what do you think as far as, do you think that it was premeditated based off of what I've given you? I mean. Or do you think it was just because she was like. A rash decision, so heartbroken. Like, do you think she bought the gun to kill herself? I mean, you said it was proven. Well, it's proven that she bought it the week before, but oh, they're okay. claiming that she bought it to kill herself, not to kill him. I mean, I don't know. I think it's possible. So she had said that she, like, in a rash decision, just decided to kill him because she didn't want him spreading more lies about her daughter. Right. Like, he had already said, like, oh, she came on to me and she tried to blackmail me for money. Yeah. So she said that she didn't want him to give any more statements involving her daughter because she did not want him to spread any more lies. And that's why she shot him. Like, she right. had heard that he was giving a statement that day, so that's why she went in the court and shot him. Right. But like you said, it was not legal for her to carry the gun. Which, I mean, you know, doesn't really change things. People do illegal things all the time. But she brought the gun with her on purpose. Right. Right. 
So. No, even at that point, that was a premeditated. Like, let's say she was at home. Like, at what point does it become premeditated? Yeah, I don't know. Like, let's say she's staying at home in her living room. Her attorney calls and they're like, or whatever. The prosecution calls and they're like, hey, uh, your daughter's murderer wants to give a statement. And then she's like, absolutely not. Gets the gun, goes across and shoots him. Is that point, is it premeditated? No. Or is it still rash, do you think? I think that would still be rash. Okay. I just wonder, because I do kind of feel like at that point, like, she could have stopped herself. Because she wasn't at the corner. I think she could have, but, like, she still could have been, like, hyped up on that adrenaline. Like, it could all be, like, one movement. Okay. One circumstance. Okay. I can appreciate that. I 100% thought that it was not premeditated. And I didn't judge her for it one bit. Again, I don't know what I would do in that situation. Um, I mean, I would like to think that, like, I would be... I don't know, though. I don't know that I would like to think that. I'm really torn by it. Like, part of me wants to be like, I want to be a good enough person that I could, like, forgive my child's killer. But then at the same time, I know that I wouldn't be able to. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you see so many people who are like, oh, my child was murdered and I forgave them because, you know, I'm just such a great person. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not. I don't know that I could ever forgive them. Like, I would want them to burn. Yeah. I would want to light them on fire myself. And if that makes me a bad person, I'm sorry, but... I don't know. Yeah, I think that'd be a horrible situation to be in, and I hope I'm never in it. I mean, honestly, though, anyone in my life. Like, I think even, like, if someone killed you or one of my, you know, Adam or Sterling or, like, honestly, anybody. Jacob. You know, like, someone killed my husband. I don't know that I could ever forgive them. Yeah. I don't know that I could either. I don't know. All right, so some information that I found after that I wanted to, like, share with you after the fact. Um, So, in 1995... Mary Ann gave an interview on a German talk show where she admitted to intentionally shooting and killing her daughter's murderer. Okay. So it was not rash. It was 100% premeditated. She bought the gun to kill him. Um, She said that she had carefully considered it, and she decided to take the law into her own hands to prevent him from hurting other children because she did not have faith in the justice system, which I don't blame her for. He had already been convicted once. He'd been castrated. I just can't imagine castrating someone and still having them molest people. I mean... Like you said, that guy said that he's never going to be able to not. I know. It's just crazy to me. Like, they literally castrated the man. And he's still fucking around and finding out. Like, what? In, I don't know. So, anyway, that's why she did it, she said. Um, a friend of hers also later came forward. And I actually just kind of love this part. So, she said that prior to entering the courtroom with the gun, Marianne was holding target practice in the basement of the pub. So, like, she was 100% <laughs> ready to go in there and hit him. And, I mean, she had pretty good accuracy. She hit him seven out of eight times. Yeah. So, uh, I finished off this with, there's no doubt in my mind that this was premeditated. <laughs> I just wanted to know what you would think without having that information. Because yeah. from the very beginning, I was like, no, she 100% knew she was doing. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it kind of seemed like to me that it was just, like, a rash. Like, like you said, maybe your lawyer talked to her that day. And then she was like, no, screw this. I'm going to kill him. I think it's possible. But in my mind, that doesn't really seem premeditated. I mean... I just don't know at what point it becomes premeditated. Yeah, I don't either. Like, what is the definition of premeditation? Let's look it up. Let's go to the arrows. interwebs. Premeditated definition. Hmm. It's not loading because your internet's trash. I'm sorry. I mean, it's working fine for me. Maybe you're connected to mom and dad's. On your computer? Yeah. Hmm... That's annoying. Premeditated. Thought out or planned beforehand. Okay, but at what (laughs) point? 
Okay, but like this says premeditated. Like these are um, synonyms for premeditated. Calculated. She literally said like she calculated. Is that not what she said? I think so. She carefully considered. So synonyms for premeditated are calculated, uh, deliberate, intentional, advised, considered. See, but I feel like you can... One of the things was intentionally. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like you can intentionally do something not premeditated. Like, I could throw a ball at your face right now. I did that intentionally, but I didn't think about it an hour ago. I just thought about it now. Right, that's what I'm saying, though. That's what I'm saying. At what point does it become premeditated? Is right. it 10 minutes before? Is it an hour before? Is it a week before? Like, at what point does a crime go from rash to premeditated? Yeah, I don't know. And I know rash isn't, like, the technical word. What is the technical word? I don't know. I don't know either. But you know what I mean. You just said rash, so that's the word that's in my head. And it probably depends also on, like, where you're at. What do you mean? Um, I don't know. What did I say? Sometimes I forget the words I'm using. What did I say? (laughs) (laughs) It's like a symptom of ADHD, I think. Sometimes I just talk and I don't really realize I'm speaking. You said, like, it depends on where you're at. Oh, I think it depends on where you're at, like, state-wise or, like, country-wise. I think there's probably a different definition depending Uh, on where you live. probably. So, like, this right here is, um, like, from Cornell University. And it says, a premeditated intent to kill requires the the defendant had intent to kill and some willful deliberation. The The defendant spent some time to reflect, deliberate, reason, or weigh their decision to kill, rather than killing on a sudden impulse. So, at that point, that's not premeditated, I don't think. If her lawyer calls and is like, hey, they're going to let him speak. And she's like, oh, fuck no. And she grabs her gun and goes. I don't think she had time to think. I don't think she even, you know. Right. But that's what I'm saying, though, is what point does it become premeditated? Like, is there a time frame? I mean, I don't feel like there can be a time frame. I feel like it's got to be, like, situational. But then who decides that? That's what I'm saying. I don't know. So the justice system just is so baffling to me. Mm-hmm. It's just so crazy. Like, the way that you can just put your fate in the hands of 10 random people and just hope that they all think the same. Honestly, being on a jury is like one of my, like not a fear, but like one of the top 10 things I don't want to do. Yeah. Well, I told you when we started this podcast, I was like, yeah, I want to do jury duty. I think it'd be so cool. But like after doing this for, I mean, we're getting we're almost at a year. Yeah. Um, I'm like, yeah, no, I don't think I ever want to be on a jury ever. Like, to me, it just seems like it wouldn't even be worth the the hassle of possibly wrongfully convicting someone. And, like, I just don't see how... I mean, okay, maybe in that case, like, the man molesting the child. I could see maybe on that jury. But, like, on pretty much any other jury, like, I do not see how 10 people can agree without a shadow of a doubt that this person is guilty. I think a lot of the times though they don't, and that's why they deliberate for so long. Because a lot of times they take you to a vote, and it's like split jury, and right. then they essentially have to like argue each other until everyone gets on the same page. Right. I would be that one person that would make us deliberate for seventeen days. I don't know that you would. I think I would. I think you're. I was going to say like easily influenced, but that's not the word that I meant. Um, I feel like. I don't know. I don't know that you would. You really think you would? I mean, yeah, I don't think I could convict somebody. Just change my mind to appease everybody else. I don't know if it's necessarily appeasing everyone else, though. I think that they actually, like, turn that person yeah. to their side. Right. 
I mean, maybe. If I was on a jury, I think that whatever I thought the verdict is, I could 100% convince the other 11 people of, or nine people, I don't know why I said 11, the other nine people of. Because I think that I am very um, persuasive and argumentative, and I think they would just get sick of me. I mean, maybe. But again, I don't want that responsibility. I used to. I just think it would be super cool. I think it would be really cool to sit in on right. a trial. Yeah, we've talked about that before. It would but be I don't cool, want to be on a jury. No, absolutely no. not. Well, yeah, so I know it was a little bit shorter, but I just thought it was super interesting. Yeah. And um, I kind of loved it. I mean, I didn't love the, you know, murdering of the seven-year-old girl, but I kind of loved Marianne, like, having target practice, like, taking matters into her own hands. Yeah, pretty crazy. It's insane. And it was the 80s. Like. I feel like that stuff happened more then, though. You think so? I haven't really found any other vigilante cases. I mean, I haven't really looked for any, so. I don't know. But, I mean, maybe not the 80s, but pre-now. Hmm. I don't know. I thought it was very interesting. I just wanted to do something, like, not in the U.S., so I thought Germany would be fun. Yeah. Yeah, that so, was good. It was interesting, right? Mm-hmm. Very intriguing. So, on that note, um, I guess we're done. I mean, that's really all we got, unless you got anything else to add. I would just like to add that I think you're rude for calling me easily influenced. I didn't mean that, though. That's why I said that. That's not what I meant, but I didn't know how else to word it. I didn't mean easily influenced. I just feel like you're non-computational. Yes, exactly. So I didn't mean like you would easily. I don't. That's not what I meant. And that's why I said I didn't want to say it. Like, that's why I was hesitant. Because I knew that wasn't the proper wording. I'm not easily influenced. You're not. But I am non-computational. You're non-computational. And I think sometimes you're influenced. Disagree. Mm, you started detoxing your fucking armpits. I feel like that was an influence. Hit by who? I can't say your name on the podcast. Who? Beep. No. Doesn't use natural deodorant, so try again. I don't know. I just feel like you're changing and somebody's influencing you. Must be one of your friends I don't know about. I have no friends. <laughs> That's not true. It is true. It is not true. I like how you're running straight out of Podfesher. I didn't even notice that. Well, I wasn't. I changed. Right. I didn't notice when he came back, though. I don't even know where mine is. That's sad. Mine's right here. No, it is sad. I'm wearing my other podcast shirt, my best sprout one. Yeah, I see that. No, I started... um, I'm trying to regain control of my health. Okay. So, I've been looking into things myself. I think that's right for you. But I just think sometimes, I don't know, you change things and I just wonder where they come from. Well, all right, as long as you're making educated decisions. I mean, I don't really give a shit. If you want to detox your armpits, have fun. I just think you're kind of weird, but you also start, like, making kefir. I just thought we liked to, like, get all fat and sassy together. And it just seems lately. I don't want to be fat and sassy anymore. (laughs) I mean, I'll still be sassy. (laughs) I just think that it was a good life to have. (laughs) I mean, I enjoy making my kefir on my sourdough. Yeah, it was a horrible experience when I made that sourdough, so I can't agree. And I don't like kefir. It's disgusting. I don't like fermented things. <laughs> I'm good. I mean, I don't really like fermented things either, but I like kefir. You like and kefir I... and sourdough. They're both fermented. Okay. So you can't say you don't like fermented things. You like sourdough? I don't really, though. Well, then why did you want to make I was it? easily influenced by you. <laughs> I want to be just like you. Well... Sometimes I get into these kicks where I think, like, oh, I want to be healthy and, like, do, like, these crazy, crunchy things. But I'm not crunchy. I want to be crunchy. I'm just a little crispy. 
So some things I can do. Other things I'm like, yeah, no, not for me. Not worth the hassle. Cloth diapering. <laughs> that was a fun time. I liked cloth diapering. I thought it was a lot of fun. I thoroughly enjoyed cloth diapering. Um, I did not want to cloth diaper two children. Right. That is why I stopped. One was fine. I had no problem cloth diapering one. But then when I was like getting ready to have another baby and I still had a baby in diapers, I was like, yeah, no. <laughs> too much work. Um, yeah. I don't know. I wasn't really making fun of you for being healthy. If you want to be healthy, you can be healthy. I'll just be fat and sassy by myself. You do you, girl. No, I've been doing, um, we're not sponsored by this, but just fit. So. Why did you have to say we're not sponsored? <laughs> I just want to let people know that we're broke bitches and no one sponsors us. So when I mention something on the podcast, it's something I actually like. Okay. Not something that pays us money to say that I like them. But I've been doing just fit. Yeah. Where you exercise from the comfort of your own bed. Have you been liking that? Yeah, it's great. I'm a big fan, actually. But it's $10 a month. Yeah, that's a lot. But, you know, that's like a gym membership. I would never in my life pay for a gym membership. I don't know. I did for like four years. No, I mean, I've paid for gym memberships as well, but I never used them. <laughs> so I've learned my lesson. <laughs> I actually used to play for Planet Fitness, like $35 a month. Mm-hmm. And I did use it to tan. Yeah. Not a good deal. No. I would agree. All right, well, I'm sure these people don't actually give a rat's ass about us sitting here talking about our my want to be fat and sassy and your want no, to not you be. No, you can probably just edit all that out. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I'm a billion in there. We'll see. I don't know. But anyway, thanks for listening. As always, we appreciate your support. And uh, catch you next week when hopefully it will actually be lighter. We'll see. I don't know, though. I feel like we're going down a dark, dark path. Just keeps getting dark. Sunshine and rainbows. Yeah, but there's no sunshine and rainbows in murder. No, not at all. Uh, we have been thinking about changing the podcast to Bloody Murders, though. <laughs> My suggestion <laughs> of your four-year-old. <laughs> yeah, she said, why don't you just name the podcast Bloody Murders, since that's what you talk about. Well, she's not wrong. It's a good idea, but unfortunately, we've already branded ourselves as Weekly Dose of Wicked. So. No going back. We are forever. I really liked in last week's episode when you were like, um, it's here on the Ashley Show. And then you're like, just kidding. Uh, we are Weekly Dose of Wicked. <laughs> like, I really liked the way you said that. It was funny when I was editing it. Like, yes, we are. <laughs> I'm funny sometimes. We're no longer Sierra and Ashley. We're just weekly dose of Wicked. That's it. It's our whole lives. We're it's my whole personality it. now. It is. So, anyway. All right, guys. Well, I hope you have a fantastic rest of your week. And we'll see you next Wednesday. Bye. Bye. Hey, everyone. If you like what you heard and you want to support a small podcast, please give us money at www.patreon.com forward slash weekly dose of wicked where you can join one of our four amazing tiers starting at just a measly three dollars a month that's literally 10 cents a day you can join the slightly wicked after that we've got the moderately wicked for just five dollars a month followed by the awesomely wicked for seven dollars a month and for those high rollers big ballers we have the extraordinarily good so head on over check it out if you like what you see join it up if subscriptions aren't your jam head on over to www.buymeacoffee.com forward slash wdow where you can give us a one-time donation to buy us a coffee or you know like podcasting equipment which would probably be a better use of our money feel free to give us a follow on instagram at weekly underscore dose underscore of underscore wicked or you can just search weekly dose of wicked and we'll pop up because we're the only ones or you can give us a like on facebook at facebook.com slash weekly dose of wicked 
Or you know what? You could just do both because that would be better for us. For a direct feed of our podcast, please go to www.weeklydoseofwicked.buzzsprout.com. Great news, guys. We've made it big time. And you can now listen to us anywhere you listen to podcasts. Yep, yep. Even Pandora. They finally let us in. Make sure to come back next Wednesday for your Weekly Dose Dose of Wicked. Round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, podcast listener, do you love talking about movies, music, TV, comics, and games? Then you should be listening to The Great Pop Culture Debate, back in bigger than ever for season nine. This season, the panelists discuss the best James Bond film, the best Elton John single, the best Nickelodeon original series, the best Batman villain, and so much more. Find the show wherever you listen to podcasts or head to greatpopculturedebate.com. More than 100 topics are already available. Subscribe today.